everybody. Hey, before we go any further, let's, let's pray for the 49ers because we want them to win. Oh, that's right. They're not in the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm so sorry, Adam. <laughs> I love you, Adam. I really do. I do. I do. Hey, good morning and welcome to Crossroads. Um, my name is Rob and it's an incredible privilege to uh, share with you today. Thanks so much for, for joining us in person and obviously if you're not comfortable yet, you want to watch from home, that's why we have that available. But, but being together physically, I think there's, there's something in that that really is transformative. It, it's really good to be with all of you today, it really is, and to welcome you to continued conversation about the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's something I think is essential in our journey, in our life. Um, why talk about the Holy Spirit? Well, the Bible says stuff like this, and the emphasis is by me, so all the theologians don't panic because you won't find the rest of these words in the Bible. But it says this in 1 Corinthians, my fellow believers. So we're not talking to not church people, we're talking to church people here. We're talking to you and I. Actually here is where it's speaking to us. It says, I don't want you to be confused is what it says in the scripture but tainted, put off, hurt by other people's interpretations about spiritual realities. Because a lot of us have had those different experiences, maybe. I was gonna ask you, but I probably won't, but just think about this question, but don't answer it. Who in the room knows nothing about the Holy Spirit? Keep your hand down. <laughs> Who in the room goes, oh my goodness, get this service over with, because the experience I've had the Holy Spirit wasn't fun. Who in this room, as Pastor talked about last week, Pastor Joe referenced, the extremes of it, kind of the chandelier swinging, and there's, I want nothing to do with it. All of us maybe fall into particular gravity, but, but why? Why, why talk about the Holy Spirit? Simply put, because the power and presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives is essential for everyday living. If you hear nothing else, say, please hear that regardless of what your experience has been. I, I know God does stuff. In fact, he did stuff here last week because he's God. And then for his fun, he just continued on in Monday night because he just does that, right? He doesn't kind of go with our boundaries. He does what he wants to do when, when we invite him in that situation. And so the whole Holy Spirit thing, my encouragement, if you could put your experience aside, I'm gonna talk about my journey, which means nothing other than my journey and I'll say it two or three times. I think it's important. Please, whatever you hear this morning, go home, open your Bible, and check it against the Bible. Because man's opinion means absolutely nothing unless it lines up with what God's Word says. Amen. Especially with subjects like this. Because we have people who have personal interpretation rather than God's interpretation. Like for a lot of people, the statement, the Holy Spirit, maybe stirs a lot of different thoughts and experiences <clears throat> for different people for different reasons. So let me, just this morning, if you wouldn't mind, walk you through my journey um, in reference to the Holy Spirit and his place in my life. First of all this, he's my friend and he wants to be yours and he's not a weirdo. Church people are weirdos. I'm sorry, but they are. I mean, just look around. The Holy Spirit's not weird, but church people can get weird at times. Anybody been to a proper football game, like an RSL game? Thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Like, but, and I shouldn't say this now because people will get all caught up in it, but um, I'll go to some of your houses this evening, hopefully, to watch the last two minutes of the Super Bowl. 
because that's the only part that's enjoyable. Um, but if you've ever been to the RSL game, it's kind of like today here in church. I've been to a few RSL games with my friend James, who's in Florida serving us, uh, serving our military and everything else and, and all that sort of stuff. And James and I have sat at the stadium, and it's kind of interesting. At one end of the stadium, there's these people with drums and smoke and their blue faces, and they're screaming and spitting and hissing, and just it's, it's really fun to watch. Right? And at the other end of the stadium, there's all the college students that bring their top ramen with them to eat at the football game, and they just kind of have fun, and they sing the songs. And on the other side of the stadium, there's all the boosters, all those who have kind of bought into them, and they're just there having fun. And then there's James and I section on the other side of the field. And right behind us, a lot of times, is the opposition's cheerleaders. And you go, will you please be quiet? Like, I'm trying to watch the game. And there's all these different people at the game. And they're engaged in what's going on. And they all have a different experience. And it's okay. It's okay to be in whatever group you need to be in. You don't all have to be the same. You don't all have to react the same. But you don't all have to react. At the game when they score a goal, right? That's when they put the little round ball in the net for the case of those people that don't know. Everybody cheers, and everybody reacts differently, but they engage in the experience. And so the Holy Spirit, he's my friend. He wants to be yours. He's not just my friend. He's my counselor. He's my guide. He's my instructor. He's my coach. He's my teacher. He's my conscience. He's my encourager, etc., 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 it's through his presence in my life that I get to live this life on a daily basis the way Jesus wants me to do it. Jesus said incredible stuff like this in John 14. Loving me empowers you to obey my commands. And I will ask the Father, he will give you, in the Passion Version, another Savior, a companion, a friend, counselor, a guide, etc. The Holy Spirit of truth who will be to you a friend. Most of us, if we have a BFF, we don't call them weird. I love what Jen was referencing this morning, just that friendship, that relationship thing. Holy Spirit wants to be a friend to you. Just like me, and he will never leave you. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him, but you know him intimately because he remains with you and will live inside of you. Remains with you, and there'll be a transition all the time where he wants to live inside of you. The idea of inviting Jesus to fill us afresh with the Holy Spirit is like stepping through the door. See, it's never locked. Never. You have to want to walk through it. Sometimes, unfortunately, and this is my opinion, so please check with me afterwards. Christian people get really weird. They try and drag people through the door. Not Jesus. Or, or they guilt them to go through the door. Yeah. Or they say you're not really spiritual if you don't go through the door. That's actually not biblical. That's just religion. That's weird, super spiritual religious people. Because Jesus actually wants to invite you to walk through a door anytime you want. In fact, if you want to come right now and walk through it, he'd be fine with that. Because it's between you and him. 
He's never going to twist around. He's never going to force you. It's always open to all of us all the time. It's never locked. And no one will ever, ever force you, drag you, or guilt you to step through it. Holy Spirit only goes, and this is personal, so please see me afterwards or, or see some of my friends, Pastor Adam, Pastor Joe, and they can fix me um, afterwards. Because I've heard this, and I, I do not like this statement. The, whole, the Irish Holy Spirit, Aaron, I know because he is Irish, right? The, he is. He's a green and leprechaun boots and all that sort of stuff. But the Irish Holy Spirit that I know never goes where he's not invited. Never forces his way into my life or into a room in my life, ever. I'm 21 plus some tax. He has never, ever forced himself on me, but he's constantly invited me to invite him to come into my life in all those areas, Constantly. Whatever room in your life he needs to go in, would you let him? See, Jesus doesn't come to live in each of us personally, but he sends someone else to. John 16 says, but here's the truth. It's your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the divine encourager won't be released to you. But after I depart, I will send him to you. The divine encourager is who we see in the picture that's presented at Jesus' baptism. It says this just before the baptism takes place. John answered these questions in Luke 3 by saying, I baptize you with water, like last week. Maybe even this morning. Oh, by the way, in case you want to get baptized, <laughs> it's warm. You're like, oh, Lord Jesus. Because we're not religious, right? We're in a relationship. John answered these questions. I baptize with water, but someone is coming soon who will who is great, and I am so much greater that I'm not worthy to be his slave or untie the straps of his sandals. But he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Then it goes on to say this in Luke 3. One day when the cries were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. And as he was praying, it doesn't actually say, because some theologians have tried to, it doesn't actually say what he was praying. But can I give you an Irish insight to maybe what he was praying? This is from the Irish version, and he loves me. Dad, this water's cold. Whew. But you know something? This is going to be one of the coolest experiences in the world. And I'm up, for, I'm up for whatever you want to do with my life in this moment. I'm available to let you do what you want to do with my life. The heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove and a voice from heaven said, you're my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. Why? He hadn't done anything except walk in obedience. He had stepped through the door or stepped into the water as it were. He just walked in obedience to what was right. Hadn't done anything yet. One of the things that brings the Father great joy is obedience. It says it this way, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Just like for those who were here last weekend, some men stepped through the door in their life, as it were, from hearing about water baptism to stepping over here and experiencing water baptism for themselves. Went from the knowledge of you can get wet to the experience of 
being with. And, and here's the thing, and please, for your background, is please forgive me if this is too non-religious. There's nothing spiritual about the water at all. Nothing spiritual about the water other than what it represents. I'm going to hear a story in a minute from a dear little friend of mine who decided to follow Jesus on Monday night, but I'll just leave you in suspense before we go any further. Some man stepped through the door that was open to them last weekend from knowing about Jesus and what it means to be water baptized and experiencing him. So being filled with the Holy Spirit is like that. We see it in Jesus' baptism. It's essential for us to walk it out. Jesus was water baptized, and then he was filled with and empowered with the Holy Spirit to go about the journey that he had been called to for you and I. So if it's really important for Jesus to be water baptized, as it was, it's probably important for us. If it's really important and essential for Jesus to be filled with the Holy Spirit, it's probably essential and important for us to be filled with and led by the Holy Spirit. See, the Irish God that I serve doesn't ever do anything to hurt or hinder his kids. He just wants to empower them to live out this plan and purpose that he has for their life. Luke 11 says, if imperfect parents know how to lovingly take care of their children and give them what they need, how much more will the perfect heavenly father give the Holy Spirit's fullness when his kids ask or when they seek him or maybe we could even say place themselves in a position to receive from him. Because he's not going to force himself on you, Dave. The, the one that I serve, I'm sorry if you had a, the Holy Spirit, Dave, the God that I serve doesn't ever twist my arm. He just takes my hand. He doesn't ever guilt me. He just encourages me to walk into that place and allow him to be available. Just like this guy did in this video, I want you to have to watch. It's from The Chosen. If you haven't watched it, you should. His availability and his willingness allowed him to be impacted by the presence and power of the Holy Spirit in a supernatural, natural way. So I can enjoy this. Thank you, Pastor Joe. The soil is beautiful there. Come on. It's a leper. Stay back. Cover your mouth. Don't breathe his air. Don't. Come any closer. It's okay, John. It's okay. Rabbi, 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 Rabbi you cannot this disease. You please, please. Please don't turn away from me. I won't. Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Only if you want to, I submit to you. My sister, she was a servant at the wedding. She told me what you could do. I know you can heal me if you are willing. I am willing. 
Thank you. I, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. What can I, what can I ever do? Do not say anything to anyone. You don't seek your own honor? Please just do me this one thing. But what do I tell people? Go, show yourself to the priest. Let them inspect you and see that you are cleansed. Make the proper offering in the temple as Moses commanded. And go on your way. Who has an extra tunic? Just one of you, just one of you. That's enough. Green is definitely your color. <laughs> Not too shabby. Holy Spirit is not a weirdo. Holy Spirit flows through and in and out through the Son of the living God who speaks life into hurting, broken people. Just like that. Maybe it's as straightforward as taking a step to the doorway of knowing about on one side and stepping into experiencing it on the other side. Maybe it simply goes from listening about to wanting to experience it for yourself, just like that. Why would you ever want to do that? Please, 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 please forgive me for repeating myself so quickly. Jesus, our Savior, Lord, and friend, was filled with and led by the Holy Spirit from day one of his journey. So why wouldn't we want to follow suit? In the book of Acts, which for some people, including me, is called the linchpin of the New Testament. It's that place where before the book of Acts, it's talked about the Holy Spirit being with us. In the book of Acts, it transitions from the Holy Spirit being with us in the power of fire, you know, pillar of fire, etc., 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 to transitioning from being with us to being in us. It says this in Acts 1:8, which is a prophetic word from Joel in the Old Testament. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses 
Can we please, please stop there? If you have the gumption to jump, jump off a cliff today and step through the door, all the Holy Spirit wants to do is to turn you to a place where your witness goes to a whole new level. Not turn you to somebody else or something else. That's what it says. You'll be filled with the Holy Spirit so we can be his witnesses, representations of who he is in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. In the book of Joel, it says this. Then after doing all these things, which is restoring of a lot of things that were lost is taking place in this moment, I will pour my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on servants, men and women alike. The Holy Spirit's no respecter of persons. You don't have to come with a resume. You just have to come with a heart. He's not looking for resumes. And that's the part that I drives me nuts in the kingdom. If you get filled afresh with the Holy Spirit, you start to decrease so he can increase, not the other way around. It's about me decreasing and allowing his presence in my life to increase in all those different areas. See, it's always about asking why. Please, please, please always ask why. Because the baptism or filling of the Holy Spirit empowers us to live bold lives that help point people to Jesus. It's not about us all getting together and having the Kumbaya Club. I'm sorry, that's not what it's for. It's I would step outside and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit would drive me to a place and draw me and stir me that my path would be to help point people to Jesus 24-7, 365 days a year, wherever God would place me. That's what the whole idea is for. The baptism and filling is to help empower us to live bold lives that help point people back to Jesus. And then there's the incredible icing on the cake, as it were. The baptism or infilling of the Holy Spirit helps, wants to help me and us to become better sons and daughters. The baptism or infilling of the Holy Spirit wants to help us become better husbands and wives. Baptism and filling the Holy Spirit, icing on the cake, wants to help us to become better mothers and fathers. Baptism and filling the Holy Spirit, icing on the cake, wants to help us to become better employees so that our witness at work gives our testimony validity. That if I can be the best employee at work, that I have a right to speak about Jesus. But if I'm not the best employee at work, this is probably not the Irish version, but please shut up <laughs> about my God because we give him a bad reputation. We're not a good, powerful, dynamic, 110% commitment employee because you actually don't work for your boss. You work for Jesus. You do know that? Your work is unto the Lord, Right? Baptism and filling the Holy Spirit wants to help me be the best employer I can be to people. Baptism of the Holy Spirit wants to help us become better friends and better neighbors. I think you get the point. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Where's your Jerusalem? Is it your neighborhood? Is it your workplace? Is it the hobby that you have, the friends, the people you engage with? Is, is that your Jerusalem, your Judea? your Samaria and to the ends of the earth wherever dad might send us. See, the Holy Spirit was promised by Joel and by Jesus. 
It was a promise for anybody's and everybody's. It was a promise for anybody that wants to step through the door and allow himself to be available, to be refreshed, and then filled in a fresh way with the Holy Spirit. It wasn't held back from anybody, but it isn't forced on anybody either. Gifts, absolutely. Fruit, absolutely. Here's my background so you can see me afterwards. See, it's never been about the gifts. It's always been about the gift giver. It's never been about, oh, the gifts. They're his, they're not yours. But the fruit is your and I's responsibility. That's our responsibility to grow. The fruits are given and used by the Holy Spirit. So for me, it's never been about, oh, the gift, what gift? Well, I don't really care. Whatever you want to do, do it. I just want the gift giver in my life and as close as possible as I can get him. (laughs) See, the gifts are his to use through us as he sees fit. And the fruit, it's our responsibility to cultivate. We'll hear more about them over the next couple of weeks. More of the Holy Spirit in our life, just like the presence of the Holy Spirit was in Jesus' life. Acts 2. On the day of Pentecost, the linchpin for me for the Holy Spirit transitional process that up until this day, it was about the Holy Spirit being with us. In the book of Acts is where the Holy Spirit goes from being with us wanting to live in us and live through us. All the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like a roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of tongues of fire appeared and settled on them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. Began to speak in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them their ability. The Holy Spirit gave them this ability, not a person. No person can give you anything to do with the Holy Spirit. Nobody. They can agree with you and stand with you later on this morning. There's some friends of mine are going to be available to encourage you to step into that if you want that. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is really about empowering you and I to live this life the way Jesus intended us to live it in his fullness and for his glory. Acts 4, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. How does the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit, start? Well, it's first about a position that you and I choose to take of being available and willing. It's about really stepping from a, one side of a door of knowledge of to a place of wanting to experience in it yourself. It was very similar excuse me it's very similar to what this young friend of mine did in reference to getting water baptized this past Monday night can I have the first picture please Joe Jen and Kyle's son, seven years old, wanted to get baptized on Sunday, last Sunday, here in this hot tub. That's really what it is, the square one. 
and went and talked to mom and dad, which I think was really cool. And then another young lady in our church got baptized on Monday night, Riley Rentmeister, in Jen and Cal's hot tub. And we were there, Riley's baptism's taking place, and there's this my trousers. Brandon's standing right next to me. Rob. Yes, buddy. I want to get baptized tonight. <laughs> really? Yeah. I thought about it on Sunday. Talked to mom and dad. But Jesus said, I'm going to get baptized tonight. Have you talked to mom and dad tonight? Yes, you have. And so why do you want to get baptized, Brandon? I want everybody to know that I passionately love Jesus and I want him to fill my life. So Monday night, first picture, dad praying for him. Most powerful things are the words of a father, the words of a mother. Second picture, third picture. He wanted to get baptized last Sunday morning so he talked to mom and dad. But on a Monday night, he stepped through the doorway of knowing about Jesus to experiencing Jesus. He went from knowing about baptism to experiencing baptism, not in this hot tub, but one at home. And then he wrecked my life because he wrote this note. Last night, I was baptized by my pastor, Rob. When I was baptized, I felt like my old self died in the water and was reborn. Excuse me? Seven years old. Kyle and Jen sent me this picture on Tuesday, I think it was, and they destroyed my day. Because <laughs> I'm blubbering like a baby all day every time I think of it. Brandon stepped through the doorway of knowledge to the experience of for himself. It is open to all of us if you want it to be. Being filled with and baptized by the Holy Spirit is really about a willingness to invite dad tell order our steps in our life. You see, it was and is a promise for anybody's and everybody's. No resume required, just a willingness. Holy Spirit loves us so much to not leave us where we are, and only if we invite him to. My little seven-year-old friend went from a place of hearing about and talking about. In fact, just before he got baptized, he grabbed his dad, got his Bible, and read about Jesus getting baptized over Riley. So he understood it, but in that moment, he went from a place of knowing about it to stepping into it for himself. And so this might freak a whole bunch of you out, but I hope it's okay. In a minute, I'm going to pray for you, for those who want to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. And my little seven-year-old friend's going to come help me. Well, seven-year-old friend, you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to leave your pride in your chair. You're going to have to leave your past experiences in 
your chair. You're going to have to leave all of the bruising and denting and confusion and craziness, whatever you're doing, in your chair. You're going to have to come and allow Jesus to work through the seven-year-old. I dare you. I dare you. You want a bit non-churchy, non-religious? I dare you to come and let my little seven-year-old anoint you with oil. There's not some other people who are going to join him afterwards. But he's going to anoint every single person that has, oh, I can't say that in church. Oh, that was close. That has the gumption. Whew. I was nearly military, but never mind. Woo! Thank you, thank you, Brandon and Jesus. Hallelujah. Right? In a minute, I'm going to encourage you to give God a chance. Not to turn you into something different, but to fill you afresh with his Holy Spirit in your life for a fresh way. See, in today's culture, it's virtually impossible to survive without Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi connects us to the world around us through messages, emails, and social media. It's our access to the worldwide system of information through sites such as Google and Wikipedia. It has become almost as important as electricity or air conditioning for some people. In somewhat a similar way, the Holy Spirit was Jesus' connection, providing access to the Father and to his assignments and to the power of heaven as it is for us. My mentor, Jerry Cook, penned these words years ago. It's in the book, Love, Acceptance, Forgiveness. The church is people, redeemed and filled with the Holy Spirit, equipped to serve, meeting needs everywhere in Jesus' name. The church is people who's been redeemed, who's been redeemed in the room. Seven-year-old. Who wants to be filled afresh with the Holy Spirit? Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I dare you. All those who are my prayers, would you come forward, please? I don't, it, just, it, it's about, you, you don't have to. If you want to be filled afresh because God's speaking today with the Holy Spirit, then you stand to your feet because that's the physical. That's what this young friend did last Monday. He went, hey, Rob, I want to get physically water baptized today. I'm going to be physically water baptized today. So he'd heard about it, knew about it, made a decision to go, dad and mom, it's tonight. My time's tonight. I'm seven. Jesus spoke to me tonight. I want to do something physical tonight. And my little Brandon came and said, it's time for me. I'm going to ask all of you standing. I'm going to ask the worship team's going to come. It's going to be messy up here. I don't care. <laughs> ask the worship team to come and lead us in the song. Really, the words are this. Just give me Jesus. And all those standing, I'm going to ask you to do something that's probably uncomfortable. My little friend's going to be standing right here with me. I'm going to ask every single one of you to step through this door. He's going to anoint you with oil right here. So it's going to get messy. So those sitting, you have to sing with the worship team because it's going to be a real mess right now. Sing with them. Enjoy the song. But if you're standing, I'm going to ask you to come. Let Brandon anoint you. Then as he anoints you, I'm going to ask you to go left and right to these people over here who are standing. They're going to pray with you. They're not going to tell you anything but this. Who's standing? I'm going to pray for Dave. Brandon's going to anoint him at the door. 
with oil because it represents the Holy Spirit. And then Brandon and I are just going to bless Dave and send him through the door. And Dave's going to go to one of these people and they're just going to do this. Holy Spirit, meet Dave right now. Whatever Dave needs in his life right now, whatever you need to do afresh in Dave, we just ask you to do it in Jesus' name. Not saying in particular, not saying just literally those, they're, they're going to pray, Jesus, meet Dave right now in the name of Jesus, that the Holy Spirit do in Dave's life whatever needs to be done to refresh him right now today. You would fill him afresh with your Holy Spirit. It's going to take a while. Someone go tell Caitlin, because I love her, to bring the kids upstairs. Thank you, Jason. Because it'll be a while. Please don't rush off. And those sitting, would you please join our worship team in this song? And so if you want to stand and sing, you know you're standing for being filled with the Holy Spirit. As soon as Brian and I go to the door and get the oil, I'm going to ask you to come. If you need to stand the line, stand the line. But these people might take time. Please, please, please. There's some people over here. Some people over here. There's people everywhere. In fact, Christy, Adam, are you available? Christy and Adam's right there. Would you come over here, Christy, please? Someone go grab Adam. He's doing probably something, keeping our church alive, probably helping me not get shot by all the children's workers. Christy's going to be here. Adam's going to join him. We're going to start the song, and then this young friend of mine is going to be standing with me. And I, I dare you to have the humility. To last seven-year-old to anoint you with the presence and power of the Holy Spirit and then let these people pray for you as you step through. If you're a prayer, would you put your hand up? If you're a prayer, would you stick your hands up, please? Those who are available to pray for me, just put your hand up. These are the people. So, Stephen, Heidi, when you're ready, me and Brandon are ready because we're going to have fun. Army buddy, you ready? I'm going to give this to you and as people come, want you put up, give me your finger. There you go, buddy. There you go. You don't have to bend down to let this seven-year-old get to you, okay? Just go ahead and anoint her, would you? Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, just meet. Meet my sister. Meet her right now, Jesus, who steps through and makes herself available to you, Father God, in your precious name. Give me Jesus. 
to church this morning and um, the thing that God told me was to be really vulnerable with my worship team. So I was. And Rob asked me to be that vulnerable with you guys. And the truth is that we're fighting and I fought to be here this morning and I fought to be here last Sunday. And if you're fighting to be here, just know that that's the enemy trying to keep you from what God has for you. And I know that. 
it's still so hard. Um, Lord Jesus, I just ask you to be If you're right looking now, for rest, so as he steps and if you're looking door, for hope, and, physical, and if you're looking for peace, that you meet him in this and take his breath you're going to have to fight for it. Because the place where you find that is the hardest place to get to. So if you're sitting and you're not really sure what this is all about, but you feel something inside of you, and you feel a fight inside of you, just know that that's God calling you to something really amazing. Lord, at least sit there and all that you've got this girl is gifted. Jesus, release your Holy Spirit and sit in his life. And I'm saying this because I know I'm not alone. So if you're here and you're really struggling, whether it's physically or emotionally or whatever it is that you're dealing with, I'm just sharing this because I know that you need to know that you're not alone. And he's with you.
would you please, 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 like you did in my young friend's life on Monday night in our life today, Jesus, in the practicalness of responding to your written word, your spoken word, your word sung, Lord Jesus. Father, would you come and fill our lives afresh with your Holy Spirit in a way that's appropriate for the purpose and the plan, the destiny, the calling that you have for each one of us, that Jesus, today would be a new day for so many of us that we ask that you would lead and guide us, Jesus, into all that you've got for us. In your precious name, Jesus, amen. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day. God bless you, and thank you, Brandon. Woohoo!